Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. Free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636 778 3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Okay, so today's first topic is going to be about an anti-inflammatory diet. I consider an anti-inflammatory diet a way or a method to be able to get a person into a more fat adapted state instead of such a consistent insulin burning state. So I see insulin burning as um, your body becoming a furnace that requires uh, a log every you know, three to four hours, you have to put a log in and that log has to have a certain amount of this and a certain amount of that or a certain amount of that or you can't function. A fat adapted state is, of course, we would eat regularly every three to four hours, but we're not starving, we're not shaking, we're not ravenous, we're not irritable, uh, and we're not experiencing severe cravings uh, because it's time to eat. We just simply know it's time to eat. Our body's telling us that, our empty stomach's telling us that, but we actually are functioning uh, off of uh, fat as our energy source more than insulin. And then when you're doing exercise, the body's gonna be much more likely to access stored body fat and to try to use that as your energy source through the process. Um, I'm gonna read, I found this great article. I I mean, I I don't feel this person is a doctor of any sort. Her name is Kate Kordsmeyer, K-O-R-D-S-M-E-I-E-R, and it just said how an an anti-inflammatory diet helped me reverse chronic health conditions. And I want to read this just from what I feel like is a layman's perspective and then try to maybe bring a little bit more technical data in, which I have from Harvard Medical School. Uh, She says, perhaps you've heard the term anti-inflammatory over recent years and wondered what all the hype is about. I'm here to tell you that it's not some trendy diet. uh, It's not some trendy diet and about anti-inflammatory foods or, or a crazy fad or even a diet at all. Rather, it's a holistic approach or a way to naturally support your body in just about any chronic illness you may be experiencing. And it's likely easier than you think. I can confidently say that transitioning to an anti-inflammatory diet has been the number one thing that not only completely changed my life, but has reversed my chronic health conditions like leaky gut, IBS, 
um, and insulin resistance. So these are all things that we definitely want to get more information on because this is all something that um, we've talked about over these past six months on trying to help you to be able to be at your best health possible and what exactly would that take. For several years before my diagnosis, I struggled with chronic constipation, unexplained nausea, fatigue, irregular periods, acne, PMS, weight gain, and irregular blood sugar. All symptoms that I learned were caused, at least in part, by inflammation, the root cause of so many diseases. Today, I've never felt better in my entire life. I have regular digestion, balanced hormones, energy throughout the day, mental clarity, and clear skin. In fact, I even got pregnant on my first try, a big deal for someone with hormonal imbalance. Even more amazing, within one week of treating my digestive disorders naturally, I noticed a nearly 100% improvement after one month. I felt like my digestion was totally back on track and doing what it was supposed to do, and I couldn't believe how fast it worked, especially considering how many years I suffered. It may be cliche, but nothing is more true. Food is medicine. What is inflammation? Simply put, inflammation is the body's natural response to protect itself against harm. For example, acute inflammation happens when you cut your finger. There's visible redness, swelling, and pain. This is a healthy and much needed response in the body during time of crisis, but then it goes away. However, chronic inflammation doesn't go away due to all kinds of stressors, toxins, from our food supply, cigarette smoke, chemicals in our cleaning and beauty products, extra body fat, chronic stress, reoccurring infections, and overreactive immune systems, to name a few, your body stays in an ongoing state of inflammation. As a result, our cells start attacking our body and cause a host of diseases and debilitating conditions, including but not limited to rheumatoid arthritis, heart disease, digestive disorders, uh, IBS, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, asthma, ulcers, hay fever, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and even cancer. Even if you don't have one of these serious diseases, you could still be experiencing chronic inflammation. That in turn could potentially lead to a more serious disease down the road. If you have any of the following symptoms, fatigue, loss of energy, digestive problems like gas, diarrhea, bloating, or constipation, skin problems like eczema or psoriasis or general, generally red blotchy skin, allergies, brain fog, depression or anxiety, high blood glucose levels, excess fat around your abdomen. While all may sound scary, the great news is there's, there's so much you can do to reverse these conditions and reduce inflammation. The biggest game changer is your diet. So what would an anti-inflammatory diet be? Um, I'll give you some examples of that in just a minute. And of course, we have gone through um, what I feel is a Mediterranean style diet. And of course, they do mention in this article um, that a Mediterranean style diet is what they actually recommend. Uh, a list of the worst inflammatory foods to reduce or avoid altogether would be refined, processed, and fast food vegetable oils and or canola oils, factory farmed uh, animal products, so non-grass-fed or non-organic options, conventional dairy, um, and alcohol and caffeine. Those are the triggers that are going to create the most um, inflammation. What they recommend for a anti-inflammatory diet is organic fruits and vegetables, 
um, whole grains, fermented foods rich in probiotics, bone broth, uh, beans and legumes, healthy fats uh, like salmon, avocados, olive oils, nuts and seeds, spices and herbs. I've really never been one to recommend a lot of beans and legumes to try to reduce inflammation. I, in fact, believe that in a lot of people, they actually create inflammation. And I know there are quite a few uh, functional medicine doctors that support that theory as well. Now, that's just one theory that doesn't make it my way or the highway. Uh, you may feel like you do fine on beans and legumes. Um, but I would be curious to see what would happen if you did remove them to see if you wouldn't get even more of an improvement on them. Now, that was just sort of the layman's experience with an anti-inflammatory diet. I'm a certified health coach, but I can tell you that the anti-inflammatory diet has completely changed my life. It's completely changed my father's life who recovered from having a heart attack, a, a, a quadruple bypass. It's changed my mom's life who had a heart attack and had four stents put in. You know, there are a number, numbers of clients that come in with MS and lupus, uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, and an anti-inflammatory diet is what did the trick. It's what made the significant change for them. Foods that fight inflammation. Doctors are learning that one of the best ways to reduce inflammation lies not in medicine cabinet, but in the refrigerator. By following an anti-inflammatory diet, you can fight off inflammation for good. Um, it, and what they're stating are foods that can, that can cause inflammation are the refined carbohydrates such as bread and white uh, pastries, French fries and other fried foods, soda and other sugar-sweetened beverages, red meat, burgers, steaks, and processed meat like hot dogs or sausage. And of course, that would not be grass-fed, but that would be uh, your non-grass-finished beef. Um, margarine, shortening, and lard, those all being items um, you know, it, that, that they're suggesting uh, uh, to be able to avoid inflammation. Um, sometimes inflammation persists day in and day out, even when you are not threatened by a foreign invader. That's where an inflammation can become your enemy. Many major diseases that plague us, including cancer, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, depression, and Alzheimer's have been linked to chronic inflammation. One of the most powerful tools to combat inflammation comes not from the pharmacy, but from the grocery store. Many experimental studies have shown that the components of foods and beverages may have an anti-inflammatory effect on the body. Choose the right anti-inflammatory foods for you to be able to reduce your risk of um, disease, sickness and disease. Um, if the health risks of, of inflammatory foods are basically the opposite of all that, they can lead to cancer, they can lead to type 2 diabetes, they can lead to digestive disorders, they can lead to uh, more chronic diseases like heart disease, swelling, discomfort, abdominal discomfort, joint discomfort. Anti-inflammatory foods that the Harvard Business School is suggesting, tomatoes, kind of a random one they put out there, I'm guessing just because of the lycopene, uh, olive oil, green leafy vegetables such as spinach, kale, and collards, nuts like almonds or walnuts, fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, tuna, and sardines, fruits such as strawberries, blueberries, cherries, and oranges. I feel like oranges are a little bit high in sugar, so I don't typically recommend those. Uh, benefits of an anti-inflammatory diet on the flip side are beverages and foods that reduce inflammation and with it chronic disease. 
particular fruits and vegetables such as blueberries, apples, and leafy greens are high in natural antioxidants and polyphenols, protective compounds found in plants. Studies have also associated nuts with reduced markers of inflammation and lower risk of cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Coffee, which contains polyphenols and other anti-inflammatory compounds, may protect against inflammation as well. That, that's a good, that's good because I like having my one cup of coffee every day. So you can just enjoy thinking that you're uh, reducing inflammation when you do it. Now remember that organic coffee, I like the bulletproof brand of coffee because it's uh, supposed to be low mold, mold free and pesticide free, which is very important to consider when you're considering coffee. Um, to reduce levels of inflammation, aim for an overall healthy diet. If you're looking for an eating plan that closely follows the tenets of anti-inflammatory eating, consider the Mediterranean diet, which is high in fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole grains, fish, and healthy oils. That first diet that I recommended to you in the beginning was a Mediterranean-style diet without the grains. In addition to lowering inflammation, a more natural, less processed diet can have noticeable effects on your physical and emotional health. A healthy diet is beneficial not only for reducing risk of chronic disease, but also for improving mood and overall quality of life. So just remember that inflammation has a root. So when you go to the doctor and you're being told that you have heart disease or you're being told that you have high blood pressure, you have high cholesterol, there's a root to that. And what's causing that? It isn't always fat or it isn't always the amount of cholesterol that is in your food. Very many, many times it is that improper control of your blood sugar. It's that imbalance of your diet to where there isn't the right balance of carbs, fats, and proteins. You're spiking your blood sugar. And when you're spiking your blood sugar, that's where you're creating the inflammation in your body. So you're basically eating on a daily basis and you're not creating that balance. So the faster the spike, the stronger the fall, the stronger the raise in the cortisol, the stronger the raise in the adrenal, adrenaline, the stronger the possibility for um, a, a, a anxiety, the, the, the faster the fall, the stronger the possibility for depression. And if you keep battling those blood sugar issues where you're having a spike and a drop and a spike and a drop, you're very likely to then end up ultimately raising your um your blood pressure because you're going to put yourself in a position to where it's almost like you're stabbing yourself every single day and put yourself in a position to create this inflammation which therefore ultimately is bruising you on the inside causing your body to hold more water which ultimately is going to cause you to uh, basically end up raising your blood pressure so you can be in a position to where you can even be eating healthy food, but you're not eating a balanced meal. Like the example I gave you in the beginning where I said, you know, you can grab a, a banana and run out the door. And if you just have that banana by itself, it's still going to spike your blood sugar. Now, it may not have the same exact impact as if you had a donut or if you had a bagel, but it's still going to spike your blood sugar. So we've got to put yourself in a position where there's balance. So maybe we need a little bit of almond butter with that banana. Maybe we need a little collagen in your coffee so that 
that we slow down the absorption of the sugar in the banana uh, with that protein and then we extend the energy with that fat that you're having. So we do have to really make sure that even though we're eating anti-inflammatory foods, we're still eating them in a healthy balance and we're eating the right amounts of them per your body. Just because uh, wild-caught salmon is an excellent option and it is a wonderful fat for you, doesn't mean that a person my size should be having a 10-ounce serving of it. Okay, and just because a sweet potato is an excellent carbohydrate for you doesn't mean that I should eat one this size. Okay, and I have to create a balance within my body. It may not even be a good idea for me to have that type of starch multiple times a day. I might be better suited to only have that type of starch one time a day. I may even be better suited to have that type of starch maybe even one time a week because I may not process that because I may be more insulin sensitive than most, more sugar sensitive than most. And so when I have that sweet potato, I might spike my blood sugar more than the next person. So that's always something that we need to take into consideration. We talked a little bit about fermented foods and fermented foods are excellent source of creating more positive bacteria in your gut, okay? Now, I just wanna say fermented foods are not necessarily great for everyone. So yes, experiment with them and see how you feel. But if you have high histamine levels and you tend to battle histamine responses in your body, then you wanna be cautious with having fermented foods because they actually are they they actually are capable of raising your histamine levels. So you do want to be careful with that. I personally with my autoimmune condition, I cannot have fermented foods. They definitely cause me an issue, but I have several clients that do eat fermented foods and they feel great because of it. So don't ultimately think, okay, I do have some histamine responses, so maybe I shouldn't have fermented foods. That's not necessarily the case, but just understand if you find yourself feeling some histamine responses from those foods, you're probably not receiving them at the rate at which you should. Okay, so I would suggest uh, when you're considering doing fermented foods, there are a, a wonderful source would be sauerkraut. So the brand Bubbies, B-U-B-B-I-E-S, they sell this at Whole Foods, they sell this at Fresh Time. Um, they also sell it at um, even our just local here, I know some of you are from out of town, so just our local grocery store sells it in the uh, pickle aisle, but there's a refrigerator in the pickle aisle, so it would have to be refrigerated. Now they may have um, fermented cauliflower or different uh, vegetables as well. That would be something to consider as well. Um, you could also do, um, you know, you could consider doing uh, different types of smoothie drinks uh, that would be uh, almost like a green, a green juice smoothie. That would be something that you could consider taking in to try to lower inflammation. So we talked, when we talked about juicing, we talked about celery juice, um, but we also talked about just like green juices that don't have fruit in them that would be a great way to get all of those 
polyphenols, antioxidants, um, all the different vitamins and minerals that we're talking about from, from some of these vegetables, um, we could get that in a quick manner and maybe even make our smoothie with that. So that would be a definite possibility. There are fermented drinks, uh, things like kombucha uh, that you could have, but you really have to watch the ingredients that get put in these products. A lot of people don't do that. They just run out and get, grab something like that. They don't realize that they've added honey, they've added ginger, they've added multiple sources of, of sort of like sugar to it. And honestly, if a person's dealing with a little bit of yeast or a little bit of bacteria overgrowth in their gut, these products like kombucha, where they're trying to add positive bacteria, they actually end up really worsening the body. Um, so I would just, I'd be very careful uh, with what the ingredients are in your drink. And then um, there used to be a really good uh, sort of like lemon, cayenne pepper, and I can't remember, Whole Foods sold it. I can't remember what the brand was, but it was lemon juice, cayenne pepper, a little bit of stevia, and then they added probiotics to it. And so it was considered like a fermented drink. And it, I mean, it used to be really good. So there's quite a few things out there. Now, if you're really trying to avoid dairy, you have to look at the type of probiotics that are in something uh, and just really make sure that you're not getting any type of dairy through those probiotics. And if you are trying to avoid dairy, you wanna make sure that you're buying a shelf stable probiotic, not one that is in the refrigerated section when you, uh, when you purchase it. So do make sure that you make a point to pay attention to that.